Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. This is our November 19th edition the SCL Mortgage Show, the phone number by which you can reach SCL. As always, 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, good morning. Great to see you as always. Good morning, Sandy. It's good to be here as always. Larry, you said you were taking some continued education classes right now and that all your loan officers have to take this kind of class every year. What's that all about? Well, you know what? It's every year, every year, every year. And, oh, by the way, this is um, pretty new digs in here, I think. Yes. Right? All brand new. All brand all new. studios. Yeah. It, it looks... Totally refurbished. It looks very nice. I, very 21st century. Yeah. All the stuff buzzing around and stuff. I already, I've not seen this before, so this is pretty cool. So, good to be here. Um, yes. Um, we have to take what's called continuing education classes every single year. I do, my loan officers do, everybody that originates. And in, in our world, because we have all these acronyms, we call them MLOs, Mortgage Loan Originator. So um, we have to do that with, um, well, actually this year, we wanted to get licensed in North Carolina. One of our loan officers got a lot of connections back there with, with realtors. So I had to go through the, it's kind of <laughs> excruciating pain. I had 23 hours of education in North Carolina. But you know what? It's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I shouldn't say it's excruciating because we learn a lot. There's a lot of, lot of good stuff out there. So, um, yeah, we, we have to do that, and uh, we, we do learn a lot. So it's, uh, it's all good. And uh, you have described some of what you learned, and – you, of course, are aware of what's going on in your industry, new things, new trends, and so on. You said before the show, uh, you talked about bank statement loans during we did. the course of these proceedings. We did. Yeah. they. Um, this is the first time they've actually talked about bank statement loans on these courses. And I'm surprised they hadn't talked about them way before that because we've been doing bank statement loans for self-employed people for seven years now. Um, and it's been very good for us. It's also been very good for all of our customers. But, um, you know, they they actually had a sort of a special edition of it. And they talked about how they use 24 months or 12 months of, of bank statements. Uh, we look at the deposits as opposed to uh, pay stubs and W-2s. And that's how we qualify people. We look at the amount of deposits that are going into the checking account whether it's business or, or personal account. And that proves what we call the ATR, ability to repay. Now, there's this thing called the CFPB, um, big, huge conglomerate that uh, they don't really have any clear definitions on how you qualify people with a bank statement. But over the course of the, the seven years that we've been doing this, we've we've figured it out. So, Many times, or in all cases, Sandy, we total the deposits, and then we have to add an expense factor. Say 
Say you're a, a plumber, for example, and you have a lot of trucks and a lot of bodies and a lot of employees and all that. So we typically uh, need to have a an expense factor that we plug in. But in just about every single case, Sandy, that we, we there's no problem doing that because there's a lot of deposits which um, offsets by the expense factor that we have to use. So, yeah, that was one of them. I, w- I was very surprised that they didn't have that before. But we also see a lot of industry trends that are uh, going on in, in our world. Um, and apparently there's, a, there's still some not-so-good actors out there that are discriminating and redlining and all that stuff. And, and so it, it, it made us aware of what we should do in our advertising um, all the printer, all the all the advertising we do. So it's um, it's it's really pretty good, and and um, it keeps most all I, I would say probably just about everybody out there are are really good MO, really good MLOs, mortgage loan originators. But it makes us aware of some stuff we should or should not do. Um, backtracking a bit, did they uh, present the bank statement loan program correctly? Uh, they did. Really expert. <laughs> you were doing it before anybody else, just about. Yeah, we we were, uh, Sandy. When it was first introduced into the country, we uh, that was about the same time we started SCL Mortgage. So I thought this program could be really, really good for all of our self-employed people. And and they actually did mention that, and and they did get it right. <laughs> all right, and. Uh, it's it's been really good for our folks. So, how big is the industry now when it comes to bank statement loans? We talked for years that at least regionally, locally, hardly anybody is doing them. Certainly not the big banks. Is there a sense now that they presented the bank statement loan program and you say presented it quite well? Yeah. Is there a feeling that more and more firms are getting into the bank statement loan business? You know, that could be because everybody um, – well, let me let me think about that for a second, Sandy. All of us that are mortgage loan originators have to take these classes. But banks don't have to take these classes. They, they say that if you are part of a bank, then it's the bank's um, – it's their responsibility to educate all their loan officers. So they probably so – banks still won't do them. No, I, I don't see that ever, ever happening. Um, you know, it, it's their, that's their tradition. I mean, they want to see two years tax returns to, and pay stubs or, or however the, the self-employed person pays themselves. But I think they're missing out. But if they don't want to do it, that's okay. I don't, I don't need more competition. But you know what? They, in the class, they talked about this number was big. $45 billion a year in bank statement loans. I mean, that's a lot. That's not, you know, it's not like Fannie, Fannie or Freddie where we're doing two, $3 trillion per year in, um, in this industry. But the bank statements alone, they consider that about $45 billion a year, which is, to me, that's a lot of loans. I wish I could do them all, but we're, there, we're, we're not in all the states. But it is a big, big industry, and um, we're, we're really happy to be a part of it. What about your DSCR loan program? Does that fall into the bank statement program? You know, well? it, it does in a way, Sandy, because um, 
the investors that we sell our bank statement loans to, um, it goes, it's kind of a, I don't know if I've ever told you about it, but we have outlets to sell these loans. And then those companies will in turn uh, securitize those loans. And in could be securitizations of two, three, four hundred million dollars each. So, um, and all the people, the investors that we have with the, the bank statement loans, they've also come out with the DSCR loans. That's not a traditional Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kind of loan. So it it's, feels like it would fit in the bank statement loan, and it does. The DSCR is a, is a debt service coverage ratio loan where if you buy an investment property, then we don't have to see any tax returns or any, we don't have to qualify the individual, right? So the property qualifies all by itself. So, yeah, you're right. It does it does fall there. Just to clarify, DSCR is only for investment properties. Yes, yes, that's, that's exactly right. So if you think about it this way, it, it's kind of a one-to-one ratio. If the payment on the, the DSCR loan uh, we look at principal, interest, tax, and insurance. And let's say that payment is $2,500 a month. And if the rental income that comes when you rent the property is at $2,500 a month or more, that's all we need. A property qualifies itself. So we don't have to see any income documentation from the person. And it's it's really, really a good program because, and you know, a lot of times – People don't want to supply that stuff, and they, and they don't have to. So what I'm saying is the, is the rental income qualifies the property, and then we're done. So, we'll come back, and we'll talk more about some things that have uh, developed in the news over the last week. And, of course, last week uh, was Veterans Day, and I'm not sure we did it justice, Larry. So uh, we're going to come back okay. uh, here in, in just a few minutes. Veterans Day, of course, falling on uh, uh, the Friday prior to our last show. Correct. So we'll, we'll make amends for that when we continue next. This is the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clef with Larry Jager on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. The SCL Mortgage Show continues now. We broadcast every Saturday morning between 7 and 8 right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager, 303 790 2222 and myspecialmortgage.com is the website. Larry, last week we celebrated Veterans Day on the 11th. Uh, we really didn't spend enough time thanking all of our listeners from the veterans community for their service, but we will make amends at this point and yeah. spend a little more time focusing on that, you being a veteran yourself. Um, I am, Sandy. It was it was quite a ways or quite a while ago. But it's something I'm I'm very proud of. I spent uh, several years in the uh, in the army, um, and it was it wasn't what I expected when I went into the army. I thought probably I was going to go maybe to Vietnam or maybe to another part. But we have to take these aptitude tests, and then they figure out what you're best suited for. So <clears throat> I took the aptitude test, and they made me. Excuse me. They made me a medic, and that's not exactly what what I thought was going to happen. I thought I would be, you know, carrying a gun and out there killing bad guys or whatever. But they thought that I would be a good medic, so I did that. I went through what's called AIT, 
advanced uh, advanced infantry training, and in that part of it is um, they taught me how to be a medic. And I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. So um, we had to give each other shots. You pair up with somebody, and you have a, it's just a, a, nothing in the syringe, basically. It's water or whatever it is. And you have to give each other a shot. So the guy that I was paired up with, he gave me a shot in my arm. And maybe I flinched or something, and he got scared, and he, he let go of the syringe. So this syringe is bouncing around my my arm, and I was I grabbed it and, and pulled it out, and it was like, oh, I wasn't really expecting that, but anyway, um, it it was it was really fun. I, I liked it. I was uh, I was in Germany for a couple of years working in a in a hospital uh, in Landstuhl, Germany, and that was it, it was really quite fun. So, but anyway. <clears throat> enough about me more about our veterans because we we do a lot of loans sandy for veterans and <clears throat> those loans are uh, i mean if you are a veteran in in the in the past if you were if you're still a veteran you are eligible for that loan and um, these are really really great loans sandy and um, we've got i've got a lot of uh, they well actually they've been improved over the past mm-hmm. uh, year or two now so um, you don't have to have any MI. There's no mortgage insurance. When you buy a property, you can finance a hundred percent of it. And, and it, this is, um, I got a bulletin that came out this week, um, with a certain FICO. Now we can go all the way down to uh, a 600 FICO score right. on these and sometimes even less down to a 580. But here's, if you have a 760 FICO score, you can borrow up to $5 million dollars. That is a lot of money with no down payment. So it's uh, not not everybody's going to qualify for that loan. But what I'm saying is that between a, a 600 FICO, you can get a, a $650,000 loan. And as the FICOs go up, there's more money that you can borrow. So it's a really, really good program for, for our veterans. And, again, you've hit on some of the highlights. Uh, if there are more, um, we can get into that as well. But uh, I, I think the thing about this program that I've noticed is that every base is covered. It really uh, is. Really, that, it no really PMI. Is, a borrower can get up to one hundred percent of the value of your home. A purchase uh, with no money down. No money down. That's that. That's the biggest, biggest part of that that VA uh, loan program. I think, Sandy. So one. <clears throat> On an FHA loan, which is still a very good program, but when you put 3.5% down or 10% down, there's still private mortgage insurance. So that's that's okay. But in, a, in an FHA, there's um, um, sometimes you can qualify for less with a lower FICO score. But on, <clears throat> excuse me, on a VA loan, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, on a VA loan, there's no private mortgage insurance. You can finance a hundred percent of the purchase price, and also when you're refinancing, you can finance up to a hundred percent of the value of the property as well. So, yeah, the the VA when they came out with this years and years and years ago, they it was really a good thing, and it's a good thing for um, for our veterans that uh, have served the country for uh, whatever time, and um, we we love these loans, and um, we we have a special place in our heart for them. Uh, I want to go back to something you said. Make sure I heard you right okay. a few minutes ago. 
you said a 760 FICO score can result in a borrower getting up to $5 million? $5 million. I know. <laughs> you know. How does that work? So that, those are the, some of the new guidelines that came out, uh, Sandy. Now, if you're, if you're in the service, you're probably not looking at a $5 million house. At least I wasn't when I was in the service. And, 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 but some people, after you've exited the service and, and maybe you've gone into business on your own, maybe you've done whatever, and you can qualify for that size of a, of a home. Now, $5 million, you can buy a lot of home for that. And, and even in $1 or $2 million, you can, you can still buy a lot of home. But if the person qualifies and they have that FICO score, you really can borrow up to $5 million bucks. Now, that's a lot of money, right? So um, I, I, I myself couldn't qualify for that, but that's okay. Um, I used my VA loan eligibility, gosh, maybe four times now. Um, I used it uh, a long time ago when I was in California when I first got into the mortgage business. And then I used it, uh, actually, I used it twice in California. Then when my wife and I moved here in the mid-90s, I got another house with a VA loan. And then I actually refied it with a VA loan as well. So you can use it multiple times. And uh, so we didn't use it uh, recently on our our home. But uh, my, my point is that it's a really, really good loan for our veterans when you come out of service or, or whatever, you don't have to have a large down payment. You don't even need any down payment. So um, we, we do a lot of these loans, Sandy, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, we've got it down. We know how to do it. We know how to process it. We know how to fund it. And, and so if, if you are a veteran and want to buy a house or want to refi a house, please give us a call. We can, we'd be honored to serve you. We made reference earlier to news of the week, and I suppose right on top of the list might very well be word that uh, the cryptocurrency FTX is going bankrupt. You follow these things more closely than do I. What is your reaction? You know, I've I've heard of crypto. Obviously, it's been around for, for several years, but I've never really understood it. So I'm certainly not going to invest in it or or be any part of it. But I I copied a page from uh, Elliot Eisenberg, our bowtie economist. And he goes on to say that um, once the third largest cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, declared bankruptcy. Well, they that's a big, big deal because apparently they lent billions of customers uh, to a sister or billions of uh, that money to a sister firm who used it to make failed bets. So okay. that is, uh, that's, there's no backing against that. There's not like, um, you know, if you got money in the bank, you're covered up to $250,000, but there's no banking. So uh, there, there's no uh, insurance against that. So um, these uh, shenanigans were probably illegal, and there's probably some, um, some heads going to roll because of that. And they're talking about it's the largest Ponzi scam since uh, Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. We all know that that is still having ramifications. Oh, the people for some people anyway. Obviously, the people invested their life savings are still. Can you imagine that? Yeah, 
And yeah, it's 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 not a good thing. So I, you know, I my wife and I sort of take the um, the side that if I don't know anything about this, then I'm certainly not going to invest in it. And it's kind of like Warren Buffett. He said, "I don't know anything about this, so I'm not going to invest in it." Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I hope you didn't lose lose any money. Well, no, Cindy. no, I did not. But my theory, uh, based on personal experience is that if it seems too good to be true, it's probably not. It's probably right. That's right. Probably not true. If it My, seems too good to be true, it's probably not true. That's exactly right. My grandfather said it uh, a little differently. He said if it walks like a duck, looks like a duck, talks or not talks, but that's probably a duck, right? So, yeah, if um, – Sounds too, maybe, maybe I, I hope there weren't a lot of people that lost a lot of money, but a billion dollars is, is a lot, a uh, lot of that's money. It's a lot of money. Absolutely. A lot of money. When we come back, yes, it'll be time for customer emails, our weekly batch of fresh emails that have come into SCL Mortgage, 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. The SCL Mortgage Show continues on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. This is the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager on this Saturday morning in the Mile High City. Boy, it felt like fall this week. Oh, didn't it? Nice and crisp, I know. Clear skies, uh, at least most of the time. And uh, we are back to uh, conduct our weekly session with uh, a lot of you listening in. Customer emails all coming in the last week. They're all fresh. Larry, and uh, they often address subjects that we, um, rightly or wrongly, don't spend enough time on. Uh, well, that that's it's hard to cover everything in an hour show. We try, but it's really hard to cover every single loan program, every single nuance, every single everything. But, um, yeah, and, and I'm glad our, our customers do that. They can go to our site. Yeah. Just about every page has a... Uh, email on the on the end of it where they can put in their name, they can put in their their uh, email address and ask us a question, and we try to read it on the air as many as we can get to. So uh, this one, first one, is uh, from a person named Troy. Oh, and speaking of veterans, he said, I am a veteran, and my family and I do want a nice house. And I heard you talking about it on the fan as we could borrow as much as $1 million. Well, actually, Troy, you could actually borrow more than that. You could get, depending on your FICO score, you could actually get up to $5 million. But it sounds like he's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, most interested in a million-dollar home. Um, and there's a lot of homes out there for a million dollars in uh, in the front range and, and all over Colorado. So, yes, Troy, I'm glad you got a hold of us, I'm sure, a loan officer has already contacted you, but you probably now know the all the the intricacies of a of a VA loan where there's no down payment, there's no mortgage insurance, underwriting is probably just a little bit easier on a VA loan, and <clears throat> um, yes, absolutely, you can borrow up to a million dollars. Okay, this next email came from Caesar, who said. I hear you talking a lot about doing the math to see what makes sense for a family. Can we do that for my family? Well, absolutely, Caesar. It does. Whether you want to refinance, whether you want to buy, 
whether you want to, whatever your needs are, we'd be happy to do that. And we do talk a lot about that, Sandy, about doing the math for your family. Depending on what your goals are, depending on if you want to pay some stuff off, let's do the math, see what your new payment is going to be and how much we can save you by paying all this other stuff off. And we do that all the time. So happy to do that for you, Caesar. Okay, this came from uh, Edmund. He said, excuse me. Edmund, who said, my wife and I own five acres of land in Bennett, Colorado, and we would like to talk about building a home there next year. Can you call us, please? Absolutely, we will, Edmund. Um, We've not talked about it on this segment, but we do have a lot of, uh, we have, we have lot financing. If you have a loan, or I'm, I'm sorry, you have a five acres in Bennett. I don't know whether it's paid for or not. Uh, if you're, um, maybe you do, and you. But if there's a, a a little loan on it or whatever the the loan amount is, then we would look at doing a construction loan so that you can build your house, and then we would pay off whatever financing that you do have on it. So we could provide, if you need it, the lot financing, the construction loan and the permanent loan when your house is done. So, yes, uh, thank you for the email, Edmund. We'll, um, we'll help you out with that new house. Uh, this came from Mickey, who said, we want to buy a condo in the mountains in Breckenridge. And he says it is five stories. Can you finance that? I heard it was different between four stories and five stories. Well, that's that's a good point. It is. So when we look at, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, their guidelines, they will go up to a four-story condo. Uh, and, and, of course, less than that. But when we to- talk about a five-story or more, which there are a lot of them in the mountains, we can also th- do those, too. We have loan programs for that. So, yeah, not a problem. Um, and, in fact, even in Castle Rock, where I live, I don't know if you've been to Castle Rock lately, Sandy. It is just growing like crazy. All the... All the condos and and um, and apartments that are going on downtown, and and there's a lot of them that there's condos above, and then there's um, single or um, restaurants below that, and we do have programs for that as well. So uh, I think we've got just about everybody covered. Uh, okay, this one came. I hope I pronounce this right. Oleg, who said, "I heard you on the radio for the first time." And I want to buy 10 acres in Sedalia. How much do I have to put down, please? And can you finance that? Absolutely, we can. Absolutely. On a lot loan, typically you have to put 25% down. So I don't know what you're paying for the 10 acres. Probably it could be 200000 It could be a little bit less, probably a little bit more. But, yes, on a lot loan, since... There's no house on it. You do have to put a little bit more money down, and that's usually about 10 or I'm sorry, about 25%. So, and yes, we can finance that, Oleg. So happy to uh, have you as a listener and happy to get your email. Okay. Before you continue. Yes. Um, there seem to be a lot of emails this week relating to that specific subject. Right, Is right. Is that reflective of your overall business trend right now? You know, I think you're right, Sandy. You uh, mentioned how fast Castle Rock is growing. 
Yes, and, and so we, if it's strictly Castle Rock, business isn't bad. No, it's it's brisk. It's good. It's 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 very good, and that seems to go a lot. Douglas County is is really growing, and it's um, when people move here, they seem, you know, I'll tell you a story. When when we put our house, the the house we just yeah. bought in Castle Rock, my my wife put it on Zillow rents. And you'd be surprised the people that um, inquired. They said uh, there was people from Michigan that wanted a some kind of a virtual tour or a Facebook tour, um, and they want to come back to Castle Rock because they want to be near family. And <clears throat> we had another uh, couple interested that said we moved away to I think they were in Arkansas. They wanted to come back, and they wanted specifically, the, the wife did, wanted to be in Castle Rock. So I don't know what, all, all of a sudden, everybody's interested in Castle Rock and in, and in Douglas County, but a lot of our business does come from there because it's growing so fast. And, um, yeah, you're, you're right. And a lot of it's been about construction and land loans and, and um, condominiums down there. So it's a um, very interesting observation, Sandy. Uh, okay, this one came from Terry, who said, we heard you on the fan, and you were talking about an investment property. Oh, you and your wife did, and we would like to hear about the math that you talked about. So, okay, I can tell you a little bit about it, uh, Terry. It's, I think buying an investment piece of property right now is a very, very good idea, because I'm sure you've seen that prices have come down just a little bit. And the rents are very, very high. So um, with the tax write-offs that you can use or the, the depreciation, all that stuff you can use on a rental property, first of all, you can write off the interest. And you can, you can depreciate the property uh, over 27.5 years. And you can write off the HOA. And you can write off the property taxes. And you can write off the, uh, the homeowner's insurance. So there's so many write-offs that are out there for you. And if we take a look at what you probably paid last year in income taxes, maybe we could find the properties that you could not pay any income tax anymore. And that's that's all of us. That's what we want. We, we all pay enough taxes. So if we can minimize that, that would be a really good thing. So would love to talk to you, Terry. I'm sure a loan officer has already t- contacted you and all of our loan officers know about these um, these tax write-offs. Okay, I have another one, Sandy, if we have a, have a second. Sure. Okay, this is from Gregory, who said, we are in need of cash for some unexpected medical bills. So we would like to discuss our options if somebody could give us a call. Well, we haven't gone over this in a while. No, we haven't. We haven't. And, you know, life happens, Right. You get some unexpected thing, and <clears throat> and maybe it's a medical bill. Maybe, <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe it's um, wh- whatever the case is. In fact, um, one of our employees this week called us. She was on her way into work, and she got into a car accident. Right. Oh, that was. I mean, she was pretty shaken up. Fortunately, everybody was okay, but her car's totaled. Sure. And she said, "Oh, I don't even know. I don't." owe anybody anything on my car now i'm probably gonna have to go and get a different car or or have an auto loan or whatever so um 
you know, it, it just happens. And, and that's, that's life sometimes. So whether it's medical bills or a car or whatever the case is, um, well, let's do exactly that. Let's look at options for you and your family and to see what's better. And maybe we get some, some uh, equity out of your home. Right. To, uh, because we've gotten a lot of equity over the past several years. So uh, there's lots of different options, maybe some things you haven't thought about. So that's why we're here, to give you options, what's, whatever's best for your family. We want to thank Troy, Caesar, Edmund, Mickey, Oleg, Terry, and Gregory for their emails this week. We'll have more to share next week on the program. And when we come back, uh, we want to talk some more about FICO scores and what was learned by Larry and uh, some of his colleagues in uh, their continuing education classes mentioned earlier. That's coming up next as the SCL Mortgage Show continues. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Indeed, this is the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough, as always, Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, during the break, you said you want to talk a little more about FICOs and what you learned in your continuing education classes. Well, uh, some of this I did know and some of it I did not know. And they were talking about in this class, you know, FICO ranges. And they were saying that FICOs usually run between 350 and 850. Now, 850 obviously is the, the better score. I don't know that I've ever seen a FICO down at 350. That would be that'd be pretty low. And if you do have something like that, Get a hold of us. We can help you out with that. There's, there's got to be some things we can do, and, and, um, but that could be Sandy also related to people that have their identity stolen. They made a point on this one of these classes I was taking that nine million people in this country every year have their identity stolen, and I thought, oh my God, that's a lot of people. Can you imagine 9 million people? You know, we we have to do stuff to protect us. And and there are things that uh, that you can do. So, uh, we learned a lot about FICOs uh, this during this class and it was it was good stuff. So, you know, just be aware. Just be aware. Just be aware. And you've cautioned people about this all the time. And how your dealings with any given customer are secured. Oh, they are. Absolutely, they are. We have a lot of people applying online, and that is that is totally secure. Uh, you can upload your documents to us, and, uh, you know, we, we don't... We don't send, uh, even though our email is very secure, we have this, uh, this thing called Zix that screens things out. But we don't send credit reports out with, a, with an email just in case. Um, but, you know, there's so many, there's so many, there's bad guys out there that you have to be aware of. So we, uh, I've seen this on customers that have come to us and they said, uh, yeah, our identity was stolen two years ago. And we have begun to to fix it, and the, and the credit bureaus are are pretty uh, pretty good with that. But you know, it, it's devastating. It it really is. If somebody steals your identity, they they run up your credit cards, and and you don't even know it until you know it. 
But there are things that you can do. And, and I personally, Sandy, I think people should check their credit reports pretty regularly. And you can do that on the Internet, Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. You can see it virtually for free. And to see what trade lines you have and the fact that nobody's been out there looking at your credit. You can see your inquiries. And um, it, people just have to check it regularly. I have this thing, uh, a credit card that I have. It's a Barclay credit card. Every month they send me, here's your new FICO score. Right. I, I have to log in, get my password, email, all that stuff. And and I can see what my FICO is. And fortunately, it's very good because my, my wife does a very good job of paying bills. So um, you you always... Or there's even uh, companies like Credit Karma that you can subscribe to for free and you can get your credit that way. Now, I would caution you that Credit Karma is not um, – it, it, um, it takes a picture of your credit right here, right now, today. So that's not what happens in the residential lending world because we pull three bureaus – and if somebody wants a 30-year loan, it, it's a lot more extensive than it is with Credit Karma. But Credit Karma may have your score a lot, a little bit higher than what it is. But it's still a ways, uh, a ways to check it, your, your credit score. It's a good thing. And, go ahead, please. No, but I, I keep uh, thinking as, you, as you're talking about that 9 million people every year uh, have their identities Stolen and the panic that naturally creates, and Absolutely. how long it takes to dig out from something like that. You you, you have no idea. Um, hopefully, none of our listeners have ever gone through that. Maybe maybe somebody has, but it's um you it's a long process to get yourself out of it, and and so that's why I say you should check your your credit frequently. Uh, because that's your costs. best advice. Just check your credit on a regular basis. Absolutely. And regular can be once a week. It could be once a week. It could be once a month, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, you can actually get your, um, it's called uh, annualcreditreport.com. Right. You can get your credit score and, and, and you can see all of your credit. And the state of Colorado um, allows you to do that once while well, they have uh, a, a bill and pass or passed a bill a long time ago that you can do that once per year. So you can get your credit report from the credit bureaus. But at the same time, you can always go in there and have it as one of your favorites on Google or whatever mm-hmm. that you use. And you can even you can freeze your credit if you wanted to. Now, um, you'd have to unfreeze it if you're getting a mortgage or something like that. But if you are really, really concerned about it, you can freeze it, and then nobody can have access to it. So that may be um, a good idea as well. Well, people should do that, obviously. And we've yeah. suggested that uh, in the past. You've been a big advocate of uh, doing that because, listen, if FICO is, we've talked about the three things that are necessary to obtain a loan, and FICO is so important. Every time you borrow money for anything, people need to pull your credit. They do. Pretty much. Absolutely do. If you're buying a car, they're absolutely, the car dealership is going to want to see your credit report. And then if you finance it with somebody, then that's somebody, a bank or a credit union, they're going to want to see your credit report as well. 
Now, they may pull uh, one bureau or maybe two, where in the residential lending world, we're going to pull three bureaus. Sure. So, and that that's just what we call a tri-merge that we have to do. But if you think about it, just everything you do that has to do with money, people are going to see your credit. And the best thing you can do is um, pay your bills on time. You know, it's just always, always, always pay your bills on time. And if you've got too much credit, too much, too many credit cards, give us a call. Maybe we can get those things paid off or, or get them reduced or something. Do you have an opinion on how many is too many when it comes to credit cards? Uh, I do. I do. Um, you know, there's there's different credit cards out there. There's Amex, of course, and there's there's Visa and there's MasterCard. Discover. Uh, Discover. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of credit card store. I mean, um, uh, stores that offer credit yes. cards. Oh, yeah. So, personally, myself. Avoid the store credit cards. Yes. I think you've said that to me. Uh, I have. It, it's very tempting. Would you like to save 25% today and, and sign up for. They uh, always ask. They always. And sometimes two or three times. <laughs> You know, in, in our family, we don't have any credit card from stores. We have, I personally have two, two. Um, I think I have a Visa and one is a MasterCard. So um, you, you have two. I, I, that's right. all I got. I got two. And uh, I used to have an Amex, but uh, uh, when we moved here in the, in the late 90s, I just decided I didn't use it anymore, and so I got rid of it. But um, I got two, and that's yep. that's all I need. So if somebody gives you an opportunity to go from four to two, you should probably think about it. I, I would absolutely think about it. You know, we <clears throat> we look at credit reports all day long, Sandy, and I've seen I've seen reports uh, that have maybe somebody owes Neiman Marcus thirty thousand dollars. Right. I'm thinking, oh my God, I don't want to owe anybody thirty thousand dollars, but those things are. You know, that's high interest, too. You're going to be talking about a high single digits, and <clears throat> let's get those things paid off because every payment will have an interest rate attached to it, and you cannot deduct that anymore. So why do you want that? Let's get it paid off, get the card gone, and you just, in my opinion, just you don't need it. And it, it's it's about payment history, but it's also about other things and in terms of how long you've had the card, if you have stored apartment cards, that's mm-hmm. maybe not the best thing for right. your FICO. Right. So, I, yeah, let, let, let's take a look at it and uh, let's do what's best for your family. I see you have another quote for us today. Oh, I do, Sandy. I found this this week. <clears throat> um, we talked about this quite a while ago. And we talked about money and, and uh, you know, money can't buy happiness. But here, here's the quote. I really like this. Money, maybe money cannot buy happiness, but poverty can't buy anything. So <laughs> I tell all of our, all, everybody, let's go to work. I'd, I'd rather make money and, and um, not have money. So that, that's plain and simple. Money can't buy happiness, but poverty can't buy anything. Well, speaking of poverty, the Broncos and the Raiders play on Sunday, both suffering from a poverty of wins. <laughs> uh, former Bronco oh, yes. head coach Josh McDaniels, 2-7 and seven, with the Raiders coming in. And, of course, the Broncos uh, sitting rather uh, unpleasantly at 3-6 and, and six six. at the moment and knowing that if they lose Sunday, it'll mean they've been swept by the Raiders this year. They lose the tiebreaker. 
and they're back in last place in the AFC West. Oh, my gosh. Um, the movable object against the very resistible force <laughs> to kind of uh, right, right. turn the common phrase on its head. Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, we got to beat the Raiders. I mean, just we have to. They've been, well, over the past couple of years, Sandy, they've, they've been more successful uh, beating us than us uh, with them, right? Far more, yeah. yes. So, um, regardless of the coach. Regardless of the coach. McDaniels got his first win a few weeks back against the Broncos. Uh, that's, that's correct. He's only so, had one since, though. Who's going to win this game, Sandy? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I really do as far as uh, two organizations in a state of disarray, boy, it's hard to pick between these two. Both have been major disappointments. Uh, Clearly. The Broncos are importing a veteran quarterback. Right. Understand. But uh, the Raiders had Derek Carr, and he was a playoff quarterback. Last year playing for the first time in the playoffs, and he was very emotional last week as uh, – the Raiders lost a game they couldn't lose right. at home to Indianapolis, and Carr basically afterwards uh, broke down and yeah, said, I, I just don't see guys putting in the effort. Wow. And that hasn't quite been said around here yet, especially around the defensive side of the ball, uh, but these are two teams with major, major problems. Uh, fortunately, uh, we have better news to share with you, not only today, but uh, next week when we reconvene. Larry, as always, it's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been a, it's, I look forward to this every single Saturday, Sandy, so thanks very much. And we will continue next week with more on the SCL Mortgage Show. In the meantime, we want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving in the week ahead. This is Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 